For those who are visitors, and I know there are some, we're on a series called 10, 10, and 10. Peter, you'll like that. Peter Lyle, um, Minister of Valley Homes with us, and he's a 10, 10 boy as well. Um, John 10, 10, and 10 sermons is what we're trying to do. And we're actually at the fifth, we're almost halfway there. So let me give you a really brief kind of look at where we've got to. We were given this invitation by Jesus, I have come that you might have life in all its fullness, John 10 and 10. And we're asking, what does that look like in you and I in 2017? It seems quite relevant this morning for those who are unaware. I was on radio also this morning because John Humphreys has said that thought for the day uh, needs to be scrapped, that there shouldn't be three minutes of religion on the tele- or on the radio in the mornings. And um, it's just nice people saying that God's nice. And I actually said, well, there's no harm in that if that was what it was, but I'm hoping it's a wee bit more than that. But the question this morning was, have we any relevance? The last question was, why does churches meet at all? So what we're trying to do in this 10, 10, and 10 series is, who are we? What's our identity? And can we get that squeezed into 10 passages that we might be able to hold close to us um, that would take in the scriptures and God's call in our lives? So what does it look like in you and I? Um, So the RSVP to, uh, I have come that you might have life in all its fullness, is to follow me. Jesus says, follow me. That's how we click in. Through grace, by faith, um, we click into this following of Jesus. We are followers of Jesus who love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, and mind, and our neighbor as ourselves. God then begins to work within us by his Holy Spirit. And we looked at that a couple of weeks ago. God working within us for the fruit of the Spirit to grow within us. I suppose David spoke a little bit about that this morning in the children's talk because it's uh, it's two things the Holy Spirit's doing. If we look at the New Testament, the Holy Spirit's growing the, the fruit of the Spirit within us and then giving us these gifts that we can use uh, out of us into the community that we live in. And two weeks ago we were talking about ourselves as gap closers. Um, how... Um, Sin pushes out and pushes away and causes gaps between humans and people and races and creeds and um, and also causes gaps within ourselves. But that the fruit of the Spirit actually with the kindness and the love and the the gentleness and the faithfulness and all of those things were gap closers. Uh, The Holy Spirit closes the gaps within our lives to make us whole. Salvation is a word of wholeness. And also we become gap closers in the communities that we live in as we use our gifts to each other and beyond that. So the gifts, um, David took the original passage I was thinking about when I came up with this series um, a few months ago um, in Ephesians chapter 4 and how these gifts are given so that we might grow up in the faith, so that we might mature in the faith. We come to church, I hope, in order that we might mature in the faith. We have one another so that we might help one another mature in the faith. Um, First Corinthians is another list of gifts that God has given specifically. And then this Romans 12 passage where I come back to as I was planning this week seems to me to be of all those, um, the, the more, um, let me get this right because I, I don't mean it in this way, but they're the more everyday gifts. Um, there's speaking in tongues in Corinthians, there's being evangelists and prophets in Ephesians. But when we come to Romans, we realize it's just showing mercy and giving generously. And showing mercy, of course, in some of our um, translations uh, is hospitality. 
And uh, Janice and I, when we were at the Scottish Baptist Assembly just uh, at the end of last week, um, we went to a seminar on hospitality and realized that this is not just the last little um, gift that Paul adds on at the end of uh, this passage in Romans. But actually, if we look through the scriptures from beginning to the end, hospitality is at the heart of everything that God does. People are having meals together. People are gathering for parties and people are sitting around talking hospitality is the key. And so some of us, maybe this morning, if I'm talking about the gifts of the Spirit, you might be saying out there, well, I'm not that good at preaching or I can't even read or I wouldn't even like to be at the front to pray. I don't have any of those special gifts. But actually you find that all of us have something that is our charisma, Father Jerry used to call it. Our charisma that is what we're given to do for God. And I want to assure all of us that all of us have that gift. And I would believe that all of us have probably used that gift in the last week or the last month or the last 24 hours, but we're from Northern Ireland and we don't like bigging ourselves up very much at all. And it may be as a result of bad theology over centuries that we would rather whip each other in the back and tell each other or tell ourselves how bad we are rather than how we're using the gifts of God around the world. Uh, I walked up um, Sunday week ago to the upstairs Alexander Hall for uh, what I call George's Wonderful Bazaar, where we went round and saw, not were told, but actually saw and met some of the leaders of the things that happened in Fitzroy. And I walked through the door, and there's Habitat for Humanity beside Trukra, beside Mary Elena and what she does in Colombia, beside Biblica, beside Safara. Beside Fields of Life and Onilaku, we get two goes at that. Beside Tear Fund and Christian Aid. And I looked around that room and I look around now, we're not a big congregation, guys. But what we have given to the world is really quite remarkable and outstanding. And I remember standing there knowing that gifts were coming next. And it's not just the money that we give or uh, the people that have gone. or, or But there's so many ways that, that we serve. It's easy for me to get up every Sunday morning and try to get more out of you. When actually some Sundays, we just got to stand and actually the pastor has to bask in the amazing gifts, abilities, giving and offering And all that the congregation in Fitzroy does, not only here, but as we looked and saw in the Alexander Hall just a couple of weeks ago, right round the world. But let us quickly remember what Beekner said that I've already mentioned. Sin tends to push everything out towards the periphery. Other people, God, the world, society and nature, whatever you call the greater of which you are, sin is whatever you do or fail to do that pushes them away that widens the gap between you and them and also the gaps within yourselves. Some of us in this congregation at the moment are having a bit of a Bob Dylan overdrive because um, for those who don't know, Bob Dylan had a Christian phase. I, I think he's still a Christian, but there was a phase of albums that they call the Gospel Years, 1979 to 1981. And they've just released a box set of eight or nine CDs of these songs. And some of us are... You understand, you know us already. I don't even need to confess my sin in that. And we're listening to a lot of Bob Dylan at the moment. And so yesterday in the car, um, uh, as I was out and about, I, um, I was listening to these words. People starving and thirsting, green elevators are bursting. Oh, you know it costs more to store the food than, than it is to give it. They say, lose your inhibitions, follow your own ambitions. They talk about a life of brotherly love. Show me someone who, who knows how to live it. 
there's a slow, slow train coming around the bend. And I was taken, as I was thinking about the gap, the gaps in our world, I was taken by the say, lose your inhibitions, follow your own ambitions. And I felt that that was really clashing, an antithesis of what Paul is telling us about the gifts that were given in the Spirit of God. Because the gifts that Paul tells us the Holy Spirit gives us are not that we would lose any chains around us to do any anarchical or hedonistic thing or to follow our own ambitions. It actually reigns those in and says, 10-10, life in all its fullness. What it is to be fully human, let me give you an alternative. And the alternative to that is quite simply serving others. I think it was the very first part of this series that I quoted uh, Martin Sheen, um, Jed Bartlett um, from the West Wing and all kinds of other movies that you've seen him in, who says that he learned in his family life that if you want to serve yourself well, serve others. If you want to serve yourself well, serve others. If you want to do something useful for yourself, if you want to find something meaningful in your life, the best way to do it is to serve others, Martin Sheen was saying. Gifts flow from us to those who need them. Now, um, as I've been thinking about this this week, um, uh, it, was, it was interesting on Thursday night, we had, um, don't ask me to pronounce his name, he was a German theologian um, who's a priest, a German priest who's a theologian in Roma, and he was over uh, doing a joint event with Focolare, Cory Mila, and Clonard Fitzroy Fellowship. Uh, very able uh, theologian, and his expertise being a Roman Catholic priest is um, Luther. So he did an amazing, amazingly clear exposition of not only Luther, but the gospel the other night. In fact, one of the feedback that I thought was great, um, the Padre read out was, um, I have never heard a clearer explanation of the gospel signed Baptist Evangelical. And um, it was really very powerful stuff, but I, I was taken really by what he talked about that feeds right into um, the sermon today, which I used in the offering. Martin Luther said, there is no tree that bears fruit for itself, but it offers its fruit to another. Indeed, no creature lives for itself and serves itself apart from humankind and the devil. The sun does not shine for itself, and water does not flow for itself. All gifts have flowed and flow from Christ to us. He has clothed us and acted in our favor as if he were truly what we are. Gifts should flow from us to those who need them. Gifts should flow from us to those who need them. Because in the laws of the cosmos, Martin Luther said, nothing is for itself. The sun, it's not for itself. The water doesn't flow for itself. The trees don't bear fruit for itself. And so humans, we're not here for ourselves. We find our deepest meaning when we're engaging and serving others in this body of Christ image that is constant throughout the New Testament. And so as I've been pondering this, I've gone back to just a line in Romans chapter 12 that has haunted me for, well, I'll tell you when it started haunting me. Um, I did a, a CU weekend that Stephen McElwain was at in 1986, somewhere down around Kilkeel. And I remember reading these lines in verse 5 of Romans 12 and thinking, what does that mean? So in Christ, we, though many, 
form one body and wait for this. And each member belongs to all the others. Each member belongs to all the others. Each member belongs to all the others. I am your possession. You are my possession. Now, lose your inhibitions and live with your own ambitions, Bob Dylan says. We do not want to hear this. We do not want to hear that we belong to anybody else. We are of the generation that is for ourselves. And we work in order that we get the right holiday, that we get the right box CD of Bob Dylan, that we have the right time with ourselves, that we can do the leisure thing that we do. In fact, let's be honest, and let me get it off my chest, we only come to church if there's nothing else we can do on a Sunday now. Because we want to do what's important for us. It's about me, and it should be about me, because I work so hard all week. And I work so hard all week that I should have time for me. I don't find anywhere in this following of Jesus where we will find any meaning in what we do for me. Now, don't get me wrong, I'll be the first to fight for the sabbatical. I'll be the first to fight for the holiday. I'll be the first to say, take a day off a week. We need the rest, but the rest is not the meaning. The rest is so that we can live the life that gives us the meaning. The only way we're going to find 1010, if we look at the scriptures at all, particularly these chapters in um, Romans 12 or Ephesians 4 or 1 Corinthians 12, where we look at our place in the body of Christ, the only place we're going to find 1010 life is when we're serving and engaging and belonging to one another. The message Eugene Peterson um, uh, paraphrases that verse about belonging to each other. Each of us finds our meaning and function as part of Christ's body when we're engaged with these things. Luther said to break the shell of our ego and go out of ourselves. To find our true and deeper personality in the heart of God in giving ourselves to one another. In 2004, I think it was, but Mark Drennan's in the congregation and he will be able to remind me, there was a, we were in South Africa for six weeks and there was just a period of a couple of weeks where everywhere Mark and I went with our students, somebody mentioned that word Ubuntu. Now it's a wee bit more popular and common now, but at the time in 2004, we really weren't sure what this meant. And I, I, I can remember Mark at least once asking somebody, tell us what this word Ubuntu means. And we heard that um, the meaning of it is all because of you I am. I cannot be me without you. That we need to be interrelated. And I remember being a Balamina theologian at the time. Always, you're always a Balamina theologian. So you're always saying to yourself, even if it sounds good, you're always saying, is that biblical? Is that biblical? And I have preached on it. I've done articles on you too in Ubuntu. Um, but it wasn't until this week that I finally realized that Ubuntu is right at the heart of 1010 serving others. We have no meaning outside our relationship with God and one another. That's why the greatest commandment is love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself and also love your enemy. We have no identity. We have no purpose. We have no meaning unless we're in those relationships. And those relationships come when we give ourselves to each other. Whatever it is the gift we have. And it might be just a hello or a a show mercy, a hospitality. The hospitality is not a just. 
The best times, I guess, in fellowship in this congregation in the eight years have probably been when we've had people around the table in the months or in the Fitzroy room in the months or, or whatever that has been. When, when, when hospitality becomes a reality, those open lunches where people go and they meet people and they engage with people and they connect with people. And we don't have to be doing particularly over, overly spiritual things. We need to be giving ourselves away who we are. Sharing, loving, caring, being faithful, being gentle, being kind. The fruit of the Spirit from two weeks ago, part four of the series, becomes those things that show themselves in part five, which is us offering the gifts that God has given us in order that all of us together in one body might become that which would somehow serve the world. And I want to just finish um, by reading um, something that I wrote going back to Fields of Life because I can't help thinking if I was, you know, I was thinking once we heard from Maggie, Eunice and Josephine, I was thinking, let's let them just sing a song and we'll all go and ponder that because just what they were sharing, it seems to me to be uh, unbelievably ridiculous that that a guy called Trevor Stevenson who um, I was sharing with last week who didn't really have an education and when he went to say that he wanted to serve God they said well you could be maybe a lay reader Trevor because nobody thought that he would have the ability that it would have to become a Church of Ireland minister that he is today he didn't have, he didn't have academia to offer um, he was a farmer from Bray and yet he heard God's call on a few occasions found himself in Uganda in a, a farming project that failed And then he thought education. He thought, let's get Maggie, Eunice and Josephine an education. And then all this other stuff has come from those stumblings and tumblings of a guy called Trevor Stevenson. And then I hear Eunice and Josephine and and Maggie sharing their stories and you see what's happening. What's happening is that the seeds are thrown It's a different kind of farming, Trevor. But the seeds are thrown and a harvest happens. And then suddenly the harvest becomes another harvest. Because suddenly these guys throw seeds. Suddenly they're looking after their family. And suddenly beyond looking after their family, they're getting together to say, let's build a school in Karamoja. Now, those of us who have been to Uganda for a few years and particularly have gone to the dance thing over at Indira Centre know that Karamoja is a pretty violent kind of place. Or at least that's what they try and tell us through the dancing. And that this is one of the last places that Fields of Life have gone, but it's the alumni. It's the kids that are sponsored by people like us who have come through and graduated and are now giving themselves back to offer their gifts, to offer what they were given, to offer what God grew in them for other people as well. This is what we're a part of. And this is why this morning when atheists, they're not in the studio so I didn't have to swing fists at anybody, but when atheists say that we have nothing to offer the world and that we've actually damaged the world and I want them to come to church once and I want them to hear Josephine and Eunice and Maggie and I want them to hear what because of God's love, because of the fruit of the spirit within Trevor Stevenson shown itself out in whatever gifts he had to offer simply by offering himself and being responsive to the follow me suddenly there's this domino effect of the fruit of the spirit going on and on. So I had written this poem for um, 
for Alan Emerson uh, a couple of summers ago before he went off and what he does when he's going off and what I do when I'm going off. We, we like to make each other jealous. David Hall was just so excited that they were sending photographs of everywhere they were in Uganda to make me jealous while they were out on this recent trip. And so Alan said in this email, I'll kiss the African sun for you. And um, and I asked, he was telling me about the students that they originally sponsored who are now doing what Eunice and Josephine and Maggie are doing. And they're sponsoring other kids in the school. They're going out to do ministry with the sick and the homeless and the prisons. And I was trying to express that to him. In this, um, when we give, when we get engaged with giving, then the abundance of what happens. And I wrote, through and scatter and sow. Find more seeds in the cup. Watch harvest yield a harvest. Curse all the weeds ripped up. Love until we know that grace is won. Burn until hopelessness is over and done. Leave nothing out there after the run. And kiss the African sun. Some of us kiss the Argentinian sun. Or the South African sun. Or the Indian sun. Or the Colombian sun. Or all kinds of other suns. The Donegal Pass sun. The Holy Land sun. Not as much sun here as there is in Uganda, it has to be said. But we're given this opportunity. We're given this opportunity to be part of 1010, where we find who we are when we give ourselves away. And unless we're giving ourselves away, well then, I'd stay in bed on a Sunday, because I'm not that good. And I would do something else for your Sunday, because you're not going to find yourself out in the other room. You're not going to find yourself out in whatever else you're doing. You will only find yourself when we're involved in the body of Christ giving ourselves to one another. The gifts that God has given us are not for ourselves. They are to be given away. We belong to one another. Let's pray. Lord, the world comes at us with everything we watch on television, every, everything we listen to, everything we read in magazines. All the advertising is about us. Because we deserve it. Because we're owed it. Because we're entitled to it. Because it's about us. Lose your inhibitions. Make up your own ambitions. And Lord, you're telling us that actually we'll not find the meaning of being human if we look after self. The only way we're going to live 10-10 is to lay down our lives for others the way verse 11 follows verse 10 in John's gospel. To follow Jesus into a giving away, to follow Jesus into a serving, to follow Jesus into a washing of feet, to follow Jesus into humbling himself to become obedient even to death on a cross for others. Lord, you call us into the deepest part of ourselves to find wholeness in the salvation that Jesus brings by taking the gifts you've given us and using them to serve each other and the world beyond these walls. Call us to do it, Lord, and when the temptation's there to look after self, help us to see that as cheap and empty and void of meaning because we only find who we are in loving the Lord our God with our heart, soul, and strength, and our neighbor as ourselves. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.